and they found that 66% of working parents have reported feeling burnt out. This has been more talked about over the past two years because the pandemic has really pulled back the curtain and exposed the significant stressors that parents are under. Not to mention if you are a parent working from home and also having to be very flexible with watching your children, let's say if your children get sick or there's a school closure, a childcare closure, something like that. And the workload doesn't necessarily change. In fact, it gets more intense. This is a Therapy for Dads podcast. I am your host. My name is Travis. I'm a therapist, a dad, a husband. Here at Therapy for Dads, we provide content around the integration of holistic mental health, well-researched evidence-based education, and parenthood. Welcome. Let's just jump on in. So first of all, what let's describe, maybe define, so we have a working definition of what is burnout. If we specifically look at parental burnout, it's characterized by kind of three core elements. So we're thinking about physical and emotional exhaustion, emotional distancing from one's children, depersonalization, and also feeling ineffective in your parental role. So mm-hmm. with, with all of these things, we're thinking about chronic stress exposure with a lack of resources to manage our parenting demands. So those are the kind of three core things that we're seeing. Those, those three areas are so key. And and you're right, the, the workload doesn't change. Um, it does get more intense. Mm-hmm. Um, the demands are still there. You linked an article. Um, that article you shared was really discussing this, right? And so what was kind of the key points of this article that came out yesterday that we were kind of reviewing? Yeah, so it's interesting. So it came out yesterday on today. So the article is on today, but what they talk about is this research that was released by Ohio State University, and they found that 66% of working parents have reported feeling burnt out. Within that group, they find that the people who are most likely to be experiencing these symptoms are those that parents with children diagnosed with ADHD, parents um, that have multiple kids, Mothers, particularly, um, you know, parents who may struggle with anxiousness or an anxiety disorder. And then also, you know, parents who are concerned that their kids have some sort of, you know, maybe an undiagnosed medical disorder. Uh, Maybe they have their own anxiety or they're experiencing depression. And so these are the five kind of groups of people that are experiencing you know, burnout and and reporting this. And so when I think about those groups, I think about um, access, first of all, you know, for many parents, they are struggling to find therapy for their kids. Some of the wait lists that I hear from people, two, three, four months long to get care. Mothers, and I say stay at home parent, I use this term kind of loosely because I think people tend to throw this like big blanket on it and say a stay-at-home parent isn't a working parent. Hmm. They are constantly (laughs) working. Okay. So stay-at-home parents are constantly working. In fact, there was um, another study that demonstrated it's like a 14-hour work day for moms. Let's say moms who are they're working and then they come home and they do all this additional stuff. But we think of that and that is essentially over two full-time jobs. If that Mm. is your average, right? You know, the more I think about how we should be investing in parents, I think about what they are missing out on or what they don't have. And it's, you know, access to resources such as, you know, therapeutic support, 
um, you know, social support because a lot of people have felt isolated due mm. to the pandemic. That was one of the things, like a social support isolation. Um, lower income families are facing more barriers to accessing care. And then in addition, like how are partners involved? And, mm. um, you know, as I mentioned to you when I sent you that other article about partners mm. not being able to attend visits with an expecting partner, that is another layer. I'm wondering from mm-hmm. your professional experience, as well as just from the research and data that you're seeing, have you seen a difference in this parental burnout, you know, men against women? Is it is it similar? Is it or completely different? Or what are you kind of seeing? What's the data showing? There is a bit of a difference. I do know um, from speaking with people that a lot of fathers find that They don't feel comfortable. They say, I feel like I'm complaining when I shouldn't be complaining about this. I don't want to come forward and and say this because I feel embarrassed by it. What is my Mm. partner going to think of me? What will people at work think of me if I need to take a mental health day? Um, If I want to take parental leave. If you're going through something and you're really struggling with this and you can't navigate, you know, maybe the lack of community support or you don't feel comfortable or safe going to a therapist. And I say comfortable in that, um, you know, stereotypically, what do we think of a father? A father is supposed to be this stoic person and is less emotive. But these are misconceptions, right? I mean, fathers, fathers can be calm, they can be, you know, kind hearted and loving and nurturing to their children and develop really strong relationships. What is a message that you would think you think fathers would need men and fathers might need to hear right now in their roles Mm. that can be inviting? I see you and I hear you. Um, it almost brings tears to my eyes actually, because it's, um, it's hard, right? Like (laughs) I hear from dads. I don't know where I should be looking, what I should, how, I don't know. My household is falling apart and I want to help my partner but I don't know what to do, or I'm working myself to a point where I'm just trying to avoid home or I'm Mm. exercising out my frustration, but not facing it when I get home. I think what brings tears to my eyes is I want all parents to feel like they're always welcome to have the conversation and knowing that it might be a difficult one. It might be an uncomfortable one, as I mentioned, but things can change. And once you open up the dialogue and say, this is how I've been feeling and I didn't know how to bring it up. And you have somebody that's like that midpoint, a therapist, you know, some kind of mental health specialist, a parent coach, you know, group discussions that you kind of get there and say, you're in the right place. Mm. And you're not the only person going through this at all. 